Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, now that I'm experiencing the wonders of being on leave from work, I'm feeling very good. Thank you for asking. Oh, I, I bet you are, yeah. Living it up. It has been I a long, that. like my the last time I had holidays was when we all went to Ballarat in February, and that was like, oh, like yeah. since then it's just been work. So I'm happy to have some time off. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't doubt that. I think, yeah, that was probably the last time. Oh no, we had a little getaway towards the end of last year. Once lockdowns got lifted, we went away for a, little, a couple of days. But nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I bet, I bet. Um, cool, yeah. What's been? What else has been going on in your world? Well, as as a result of going on leave, uh, I've just been run absolutely ragged at work. So legitimately, not much, not a great deal. Uh, yeah. Plugging away at some games, which we'll talk about in the quest log. Some that I won't bring yet because I'm very early on and don't don't really feel ready to talk about them. And I'm not even really watching anything. I've been watching the. I watched the first two episodes of the World Ends a Few anime. Uh, cool. Animation is what I would describe as hit, hit or miss. Um, okay. But with a sequel coming up in July, it's definitely the way that I'm going to choose to re, to re-familiarize myself with the story and the characters. And I'm also remembering how much I love those characters and the soundtrack and the style. Yeah. Um. So that's great. And I'm not sure if we recorded last time, but Attack on Titan is now finished. It's done. I think you mentioned it. The chapter's yeah. done now. I'm not ready to, to wade into that nightmare that is discussing that that final chapter but um i will miss that series at least i've got the, the second part of the anime's final season to look forward to still but apart from that not much mm, cool 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 well i've been i've been watching the new season of taskmaster nice um because taskmaster is just if you just want to put something on that you just want to think about but have a good time taskmaster is the show to do it and it's in its 11th season and it's just great like it is just so much fun um and such a brilliant idea for a tv show like it it's just so good cannot recommend that uh highly enough uh and yeah i've just been you know still watching falcon and winter soldier and oh yeah falcon and winter soldier yes also watching that Yes, last episode was very good. It that's all we'll say. Very <laughs> Usually my favorite of the season. Me too. Very even um, if even if the next episode doesn't stick it, there's some very exciting things that have happened in that episode that I'm like, okay, let's go, let's carry this. Yeah. Yeah. Much like WandaVision, things are being set up for this phase right yes. now. And yeah, there's some fucking wild stuff that could go down, which is really exciting to think about. Uh, and I've still been watching Invincible, which, oh, oh, if you're not watching Invincible, <laughs> watch Invincible. It's so good. Uh, it is just so bananas good. Um, everything about it from the cast to the story to, uh, it's just great. I really enjoy that show and, um, I highly encourage people just to at least give the first episode a go. Um, you'll probably hear anyone talking about Invincible will say that to you if you've never seen it. They'll go, just watch the first episode uh, <laughs> and see how you go by the end of that. Because um, if you're not hooked by then, it's probably not for you. But um, 
I think apart from that, it's all I've been watching. I do have Promising Young Woman here to watch. I haven't watched oh, it yet, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I like that. I like that movie. Yes. I am very excited to uh, to watch that because, yeah, I got one of my friends from work was... I mentioned that I had it to watch, and he's like, oh, you need to tell me once you've watched it. He's like, I need to talk to you about it. I'm like, cool. All right. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> curious to see your take on it. It's, yeah. I, mm. I, I enjoyed it, but, yeah, there's definitely some interesting things in there that are worth discussing. Yes, that's what I keep hearing, and that's what I'm excited for. Uh, but I think uh, that's uh, that's enough banter for, for now, I think. I think it's probably time we moved into the first part of the show, which is the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we sort of bring back what we've been playing over the last however long it's been since we've recorded. Two weeks. Um, two weeks, yeah. Um, and, yeah, we have a bit of a discussion about it on the show. So I've actually played some stuff this week. Well, two weeks, whatever you want to say, this period of time. Um, one of which uh, you finished quite a while ago, and I've been sort of towing the line with a little bit. Um, but I finally finished it. I, I managed to finish um, and wrap up Persona 5 Strikers last week. I almost said Scramble, which is not incorrect, but Yeah, I know. I, I make the mistake all the time as well. Like, there's the Japanese name we got... We got strikers, but I still think I prefer scramble. But yes, whatever, yeah, it is what it me is. Too. Um. Anyway, yes, P five S. Okay, for for short. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you might have heard us talk about it on the show briefly before. It is the collaboration between Atlas and Koei Tecmo. So it is Persona with Dynasty Warriors Muso style gameplay. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I had a very good time with that game. Um, it was just fun to, to hang out with that crew again on a new adventure and stuff. Um, I know I've got Royal sort of like looming over my head, sitting there like calling me back to come and play and, and finish it. But to know that this was like a shorter experience and um, I found the combat to, really, to be really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um I liked how they incorporated the personas into the combat. Um, it sort of felt kind of right. Um, it's not as defined, and it's not you're going to disagree with me wholeheartedly on this, but I, I, it's not as defined and, and as as refined, I guess, as um, the way that they sort of updated the gameplay for something like Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I think. It's in a similar vein of taking some like one genre of game and then sort of making it something slightly different. Um, and it is not, like I said, not as refined. And I think it's very a much more simplified version of it. But I think remake does it better, but for sure. But I think what they did here is the fact of the matter is I think a lot of people going into this, like a lot of Persona Five fans were probably like, oh, it's going to be like a Muso game. You know, but with a little bit of Persona. But it's it's a Persona game with Muso combat. Like, that's... When it comes down to it, there is lots of, like, cutscenes and talking to, to your friends and and trying to solve this mystery, which was not as good. At, you know, definitely wasn't as good. But, so I don't know, I really enjoyed it. That's sort of where I, where I land as well, right? Um, mm. 
I definitely went in thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, Persona with some Musou. I, I played Hyrule Warriors, I played a few of these other crossover games, I know what to expect. And yeah, to its credit, it's definitely much more Persona than it is Musou. It's just that at times I feel like the two different games are at odds with each other. Okay. And again, I still I still come out the other end that I, like, I enjoyed it. I like most of the weak points I felt in this game were I honestly felt like I only tried for like three or four of the jails and the rest of them were just kind of here's some corridors I'm like all right I guess yeah. this sure and that that honestly those when I really felt felt like I was playing a warriors game that was when the illusion yeah. was sort of shattered for me a bit I'm like okay here's a square room fight a billion demons I'm like I've wait oh oh god it is warriors it's here i see it um yeah like that was one thing the other thing and again this isn't really necessary either game's fault it's just like the story i decided to tell the road trip story was cool i just felt like each of the locations was really empty and hollow uh again not a huge issue because like you know you the the narrative is keeping you moving so it's not like you spend much extra time in those areas anyway in order to do the extra stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know i just when you have those moments where it's like hey look you can walk around i'm like all right i guess i'll go to buy go to all the stores i'll buy my two bits of meat my two veg that they'll let me buy this one cycle talk to a couple of my yep. friends and i guess go back to the metaverse <laughs> and even then it gets to a point in the game where um i mean this isn't a spoiler but probably should spe- like specify that we will be probably talking yes i'm spoilerific about this game we'll officially mark that and i'll put it in the in the time codes but i'd say i'd say right now we're still outside of spoilers unless you're gonna go in it you're gonna go into it no no i was just gonna say like you were saying about going to the stores to buy your 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 ingredients to cook but there's a there's a it gets to a point where you don't even have to go to those stores but i still have complaints (laughs) about that as well yeah like and again it's it's because of the persona stuff like right. you go like it's I don't think it's a spoil, honestly. Like there's been trailers, like Sophia is your your store in the van, basically. She's like mm-hmm. Amazon essentially. Yeah. Um, they make is, some fun joke. They, the setup for that's pretty funny, yeah. It's like Amazon and all that from some of the places yeah. you buy from. And it's I really do like that idea, but the annoyance still remains that because it's sort of hanging on to some of those really arbitrary persona mechanics, it's like, cool, you can buy two of this. I'm like, two. But I need so much more and I have so much money. They're like, no, no, two, what's all that? I'm like, just let me have more, please. <laughs> please. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I agree. And that kind of links into another thing that we've talked about. Yes. Just in our <laughs> own personal conversations about, um, you know, mechanics from the Persona series not translating quite as well over to the, this type of game. Um, and that's like SP. Like, yeah. Items in general. Like there were times when mm. I was just like, okay, I need to use items to heal. And you like press square to bring up your inventory, and that inventory is a mess. You got like twenty hundred different items that heal twenty SP and twenty twenty HP. Sometimes like five SP. You're like, there's got to be again. Like, I got it in Persona Five. It sort of. I mean, it, it, there's definitely fair complaints. You can aim at it in five anyway, but mm-hmm. just because of how Strikers plays and. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just annoyed me more. I was like, okay, like, the, the limitation on a lot of these items is just, first of all, it's bloated my inventory to a point where I don't know what anything does. Yeah. Um, 
and it's yeah. yeah it's just annoying which sucks because like for the most part i enjoyed the combat but there were just times when i like when it came to healing i was like i guess i'll go through my cooked meals and yeah. if i ever run out of those i'm screwed because the rest of my stuff is like here's 10 hp i'm like cool well i've got 10 of it i guess i'm just mashing that button 10 times to re- to restore a measly 100 hp yeah and then like on top of that sp still functions and is very like scarce as it is in like persona 5 but because it kind of works in a jrpg because you sort of need to be strategic about how when you're using these items and 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 how you can sort of get the most out of them whereas this is like all right i'm out of sp and this boss is weak to electricity and ryuji's got no sp yeah so i guess i'm just gonna fucking wail on this thing and maybe try and get that little bit of bonus uh, damage, like the, the bonus casts you can do from doing combos. Yeah. But and that's and that's another problem, right? Because the limited SP and the way that it sort of restrains you in ways worked in five because it it, it mm-hmm. fit really well onto the fact that you had to schedule your time. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, like that's not an issue. Like you go into a jail. And if at any point you're like low on HP and SP and you're not in combat, it's like, oh, let's bamf out, get a full heal and come yep. straight back in. And it, and yeah, it's just a lot of those things sort of just were at odds with me at, at times. And I, again, I still came out the end of the other end of the game enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just lots of like little rough, rough things popped up here and there, but just gnawed away at me as I was playing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you as well. Um, but, but- I don't know. There's there's just some some really great moments in like the story. I, we can we can move into spoilers anytime you're ready. Yeah, I think I think maybe this might be the best time to do it because I think before we've spoken about it on the show before about like how combat works and all that sort of stuff and um yeah, it's my my feelings like on that haven't really changed apart from the stuff we've just mentioned about things like right. SP. Well, and, I'm going to course officially at spoilers now. <laughs> Done. Again, the, the time codes will be in the notes. So you want to see when it ends, jump in the notes, never read. Wonderful. Um, yeah, there are some really great moments. I mean, the first one, the moment that popped out to me was very early on in the game that was it was just a cool moment. There's that cutscene, uh, I think, as you're going to fight the first boss of the jail, where you go back in and you get swarmed in the in the, the Shibuya scramble um crossing oh the path was the intro yeah 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 but then when you get past that and you actually get to see they they have a bit more of a more of the cutscene on top of that it was like oh my phantom thieves we're back like yeah this was really hype they they got me through the lows of the game like if there was ever a point where i was like oh, this is starting to i worry this is wearing thin I would hear a story bit. I'm like, ah, oh, it's my anime best friends. Fine. Yep. I'll, I'll stick it out. You guys have got me. <laughs> you got me. And I think like the moment to moment writing, I think I really enjoyed. The overall story is good. I think it's pretty predictable. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it's, you, you yeah. see the bad your person. That, I mean, one part, I won't say it was predictable. Like when it had, when um, I guess we're in spoilers, right? So it doesn't matter. I've forgotten yeah. her name completely though. The, uh, Ichinose? It, yeah, Ichinose. When she first helps you out, I'm like, well, I'm immediately suspicious of you. Like, I just yeah. am. And then when it, when it was revealed that she was in league with Kanoe, I'm like, I mean, slightly, oh, but also, yeah. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is you meet her and she's like super bright and bubbly and you're like, okay. 
you're a fun character, but what's up here? And then she says that she designed Emma and is like, whoa, hang on. Red flags going <laughs> off. Like, just like walk up go. to these kids and be like, yeah, I made Emma. It's like, okay, let's dial yeah. this back. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Um, And then, yeah, so when that happens, it's like, of course. Um, And I don't think it's not satisfying. It's just not, it's not like, <laughs> I mean, even... Spoilers for Persona 5, but I guess if you're listening to spoil like the spoiler cast of Persona 5 Strikers, you probably, probably play Persona 5. But like it, yeah, even even though Akechi was pretty flagged relatively well, um I don't know. The build up to that and the the the, the reasoning behind it was I know, Kyron. I know. It's going to be fine. I, so it's funny, right? Because you're like, you're over here going like, oh, I guess this is vibe spoilers. I'm like, I can't say anything about Royal. I know. I really can't. I'm the problem here. Yeah. I, killing I, me. I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm going to like, I'm going to make a vow now on air. I'm going to finish it by the end of the year. That's, I'm going to finish fucking all 140 so happy. hours of it. There's so much we have to talk about, but yes, go ahead. sorry. <laughs> I just, it was just so funny as you were saying that. I'm like, oh God. I know. I sort of saw your face and I was like, oh God, you know, I'm the problem. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, like, uh, it, th- that was still satisfying in five base game. Yes. Um, when it happened and then like how that sort of plays out was really, really interesting as well. Um, it was but, also sort of like how that plays out is sort of a, a problem some people have with five, but um yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um it's not like I, spoilers for Persona Four. But um <laughs> it's, all on it's table. not like Yeah, exactly. Again, you spoilers oh, for Persona Three. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. So the Persona series in general, but like th- that when that I, I, turn I'm not, happens. I'm not gonna spoil three. Like there's a lot of is I'm not going to do it. And I even play it all, and I want you to play it. So I won't I'm even ruin it for you. I won't even go into details about four just in case because it is kind of relevant again now because you can play it on PC. So um, soon it'll be the only place you can play it. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yeah. So it's um when that turn happens, I, that actually blindsided me. I was not paying attention enough to sort of. It was right up until the very last minute that it actually. And, and it's funny, right? When uh, when it happened, you're like. Of course, like, yeah, it all, exactly. It it all the all the pieces fit into place, and I do think that's also partially why, as much as I love five, I do think Persona Four story overall is better. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, but I do love five still. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, that that moment in four is great, and yeah. So to to bring it back to Strikers, yeah. So. When when that happened, like yeah, it was. I was for a half second like, oh. And then, like, was like, no, of course, like, this just makes so much sense. But what I did really appreciate was it, it gave a, it let um, it gave Sophie a really some really nice character moments. Um, her awakening yes. in particular was very good, so good for that a character those, that like, I remember that I... playing in the demo and being like, boy, I am not gonna like you at all. Uh, I was actually She's... towards the end, I'm like, you know what, you're all right. In fact, the two new the characters, two, yeah, the two ones like... paid off in the end. They were going to be, like, it was always going to be an uphill battle with them coming into, like, being integrated into, like, the Phantom Thieves, who are just so lovable in in, in, flaws and all. Well, I mean, Um, especially because people spent upwards of 100 hours with these characters across Persona 5. mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, introducing two new characters into that was always going to be tricky. 
but I think they actually did a pretty good job with it, and they were both fun in their own rights. And yeah, I, I think, think the other thing that pays off in Strikers as well is being able to spend an entire game with some of these characters. Like, sorry, yes. but we only got to spend like 20 hours maybe with Haru in 5. Yeah. And you get a full game this oh, time, I- and that's wonderful. So I-, I made up for that. I took her on a date. Hell yeah, man. I took Haru, Haru, Haru best girl. I won't like, hear of Yeah. I took her on a date and she was very, very flattered by it. And I was like, good. Wonderful. This is good. I like this. Um, but yeah, like, so, so the other new character, Zenkichi, I, I think his story throughout this was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Like the stuff with his daughter um, and then how. Um, Shout Kanoe, out to possibly like, the best persona. Oh yeah. 100% Valjean. Valjean, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, like he was just trying to do his best, and then was had this like fear of failure and fear of like losing everything again, and but couldn't really see how that was impacting his relationship. Did, with did his you daughter. see the, the funny parallels with him and Dojima? Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. hey, is this intentional? Like, are we doing a thing here? <laughs> yeah, like hundred percent. It was almost like giving like closure to that those two characters as well in a way it's like what if what if uh nanako grew up uh, and was a teenager and um what's her name it's um uh akane akane yes Mm. when i saw that she was a massive fan of the fandom phase i'm like oh this is brilliant this is very clever and the way that plays into her jail was very good I, yeah, really cool. Wasn't crazy about her jail, but I loved the theming behind it. And I, the fight at the end of it was a bit of a disappointment. It wasn't exactly yeah. what I wanted, but it was still cool. Like, I it, yeah. love a mirror match. Don't get me wrong. Mirror matches are, yeah. are brilliant. But the way they tease it, I'm like, oh man, do I get to do like a mirror match with all of the Phantom Thieves? But you just do a really long fight with a Joker one. I'm like, oh. Even I actually think they- I would have preferred this had been shorter and you bounced around the other fights. Even like I yeah, if it was shorter, and it was only the 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 party members you had equipped, even like yeah, that would be fine. The joke fine went for got... too long, and I just was kind of sick of it by the time it was over, which you you never want. It didn't evolve either. Whereas no. you know uh, the other fights do evolve. You know they do have like multiple stages to them, which is really cool. Yeah, like you get to um, the second half, and like usually there's at least something new to watch for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. The uh, the god punching, you know the the god punching, uh, the the, the uh, expected thing to when you play if you've played a Persona game before, it's like, well, I got to fight a god at the end of this. It's, like it's funny, like you messaged me when you were doing like the last show, and you're like, how far do you think away do you think I am? I'm like, well, it's a Persona game, so there's still the god to punch. Don't worry, yeah, you got a bit. We got a little bit. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, right, I knew exactly gotta, what gotta you were talking god, about. Got to punch a god. Um, the fact that it was the fucking Ark of the Covenant. I know. <laughs> it was, I, that broke me. I was like, what and it was the fuck? It was kind of cool, like, having a lot of those payoff moments at that point as well. Like, going back to the Mementos where you fought the um the Holy Grail. And you're like, this mm-hmm. is kind of neat. I kind of like yep. this. And, yeah, like, yeah, all the fan affairs being like, what are we doing back here again? I thought we fixed exactly. this. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, the fight itself was, like... See, it was pretty so the, cool. Like the fight was what I wanted from the the Akane one. Like I right. like when they like pick up like split your party. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I hope I get to see all sides of this. And you did. I'm like, brilliant. Just like 
um the seven fight against oh I won't say it because it's, it's it could it could be a spoiler now it could be a spoiler there is a really good fight in seven where you get to split the party and I just I love it where you get to split a party and everyone gets to be useful like that's really cool. yes yeah and, and also it encourages cool, like, you to actually keep everyone sort of up to scratch as well if you don't mm-hmm. like you're in trouble yeah exactly and and uh, like the way that it plays out like how like you, you do one team and then it sort of like re essentially rewinds time and goes back to the yeah. moment where they all take off and you do the other side and then you go back again and then you your joker and the the other the party members that you've got there um and uh and start playing around there um yeah I, I, it's a fun game i really enjoyed it and it was a fun adventure the road trip stuff was really fun it definitely has its shortcomings for sure um yeah oh, i yeah, for i sure. I do not doubt that. It's as far as like it's obviously the closest we're ever going to get to a Persona Five sequel because they just don't do it. They don't do numbered sequels. Like they'll do spinoffs no. that are like, hey, it's pretty much a sequel. Like Persona Four yeah. got dancing and fighting. Um, mm-hmm. Persona Three got nothing. Like, there's like an anime <laughs> series for Persona Three, but it's I don't know how it's connected. It does none of the characters. It's like very loosely connected. Um, okay. And yeah, so this is like the closest. This is like the closest we've gotten to a proper one. Yeah. And for for what it is, I liked it. The the issues I had with it were minor. Um, honestly, like any complaints I had, like had basically faded by the time it gets to that final boss fight. Like the final the final god punching fight, and then that last sequence where everyone gets a go. I was like, okay, yeah. I love, okay, I love this. Like, fan of you can get me from anything at this point. Like, bring it on. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hundred percent. But also, like, like if just, this is the last one, fine. <laughs> I again could not agree with you more. Like, I, I'm like, let's look to the future. Let's get that tasty green or purple going. Um, See a new cast. That shit out. See what yep. what very loose, vague connections will pers- will tra- go from five to six. Yep. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but like the soundtrack. Soundtrack, great. Fucking excellent! Again, the <laughs> last some... the last boss song music, I think yes. it's my least. Like again, it's great. I think I put it just under Rivers in a Desert and the Royal one, but it's still very good. Yep. Um. There's there's the the song that plays when you have to go like infiltrate yes. other, the jails. Yes. It's just the one so like, where good. Lynn's just showing off. Yes. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, like, it is Daredevil, just... I think, is its name. Yeah. It is. And it's just like a great song. Everyone's just shredding, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is hype as shit. Like, like when she unleashes I'd... that, like, that, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm, let's do it. Let's, we'll be fine. Punching a god, punch a god. I don't even care. Let's do it. Yeah. And, uh, but then there's like, because uh, I, I didn't think it could get any better than having, um, uh, is it Last Surprise that plays when you normally when you infiltrate a palace in five? I think so, isn't it? Uh, yes. I not can't sure. remember now. I'm not anyway, going to. But- I, I nearly whipped it out of my phone. I'm like, not a good idea. Not not something <laughs> I play on the podcast. But um, um, I'm pretty sure it's Last Surprise. I think it is. Yeah, but you, you get that like that guitar intro as you 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 loading in you're like oh let's infiltrate it's like i didn't think it'd get any better than that and i think strikers does a really good job with that um especially the first time you do it and then you get that like reintroduction to the phantom thieves in their phantom thief form 
in that cutscene of them all just wrecking shop. Um, it's just so good. I, 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 stupid grin over my face this the whole time. Um, I guess you kind of like, you kind of equate this to like the, the dumb action movie counterpart of like the Persona 5 universe yeah, in a I, way. I, mean, I, could, I could see that. Mm, like it, it is just, it is good to sit down with and just hack away, have some fun. Um, but yeah, I think the, the the moments that really shone for me that really surprised me were the fact that the new characters were interesting and had good stories and yeah, like for sure, like the stuff. And even it's funny, right? Because they try to make Kanoe at one point sympathetic, and I was like, yeah, nah, man, <laughs> you've gone too but far. But even even then, though, they sort of like they kind of realize that too, and they go. Uh, okay, yeah, well, he did kill his dad as well. And it's like, yeah, all right, yeah, there it right, is. He, like, he's a psychopath. A like, a little bit messed up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, another thing that sort of worried me when I started playing it was I, they, it was a thing I liked, um, was the way each, like, I think most of the Phantom Thieves got, like, a character they tied to. And it sort of, because it was very, like, it was very focused on trauma, which I was like, okay, be careful. Yes be careful with this like you don't want to go mm-hmm. mention like playing and making yeah because oh, you, you can you can definitely put your foot in your mouth there oh yeah i thought they did okay um I think and so. i did like each character sort of got to connect with each of the characters you were sort of trying to help which was cool uh do you have a favorite jail hmm. trying to think of my favorite one I think, uh, is it Sendai, I think, might be my favorite. That's, that's the writers. Yeah, because that one's mine. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that one's my favorite. Like um, the, um, if only because that was where I really enjoyed having options in the dialogue. Just yeah. because every time you would fight one of the, uh, like the heroes, because basically it's an anime, it's an anime world, which is great. Oh in yeah. Persona game. Finally get, getting yeah. to lean into that. So you fight all these characters that like, if you've watched enough anime, especially specifically like Shonen stuff, their monologues, you're like, I've seen this. And like, every yep. time Ryuji's like, Ryuji and Futaba are like, I know this, I, I've seen this anime. It's like, and I fucking, yeah. I've every time this. Joker just gets to lean into it. And Ryuji's always like, you're really into this. <laughs> <laughs> like, surprisingly so. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I'm in an anime. Leave me alone. That's like, yeah. I think the characters were really, especially because they were already, you know, established. They were written really well. They had some really fun moments. Ryuji especially had some fucking hilarious moments. Still still very much the punching bag of the uh, of the game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, but even, it's, it was even like he'd come to terms with it as well. But by like the second or third jail where he's the person who has to go Oh, for me, that's the... right. The, um, <laughs> oh, the wardens, that's right. They make him like access I love when you, the when you wardens, get Zenkichi basically. to do it. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, dude. All right. You're up. Yeah, cool, yeah go off on. The hook now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 he had some really great moments in there as well. Um, uh, my favorite of... character moment, I think, was uh, just the, the build up for Haru with the driving and then when she finally drives (laughs) and it it was great that that payoff was very funny especially at a very tense moment in the story as well it was a nice little bit of uh yeah comic relief there yeah it was very funny um and I also like that you don't see that you don't see it all you get is like no the aftermath of everyone having survived it (laughs) 
just like collapsing on the floor in their hideout. Yeah. Um, no, I really enjoyed this game. I think. I, okay, final question. Do you think the wait was worth it? Oh, it's so tricky, right? It's mm-hmm. it's weird because I didn't feel the weight because I had Royal last year. So like that's true. When I when I played this, I feel like I'd been waiting just the right amount of time. Um, right. If Royal hadn't have been last year, I think, I think I might be honestly more disappointed just because of okay. you know as much as I'd love the game and the characters and all that. I don't like. There's not really like not didn't seem like much in the way of like new arcs for them or anything. No. Um, it's but, very much like those other. I didn't play. I didn't play um, arena, but like Dancing All Night is like a. This is a sequel story, but also it's like a, a little bit fan fiction. Come see and your like, friends again. <laughs> exactly. Basically, it was just checking in with your friends. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, yeah like I was just, like having Royal last year was a nice buffer. So when I came to this, I was like, I was happy to see them all again. I'd already had like an amazing like hundred odd hour journey last year with him, so I was just just enjoying it. Really, just taking it as it comes. Uh, the road trip was a very cool idea. I yeah. think that really helped me like get into the story. I just wish the areas had you know paid off more. Yep, a little bit more like reward for exploring because yeah, the, like, the quests you get there were okay. I don't ask much, but like the fact that it wasn't even, like all the shops didn't have interiors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. Which sucks because yeah. it was cool. Going to all these locations was really cool. Yeah. It just made me fucking miss Japan massively. But hey man, it's still there. We'll get there one day. The, You'll get there. My my closing statement will be that the thing that like was the hardest was the fact that they, each time you go to a new place, they would just talk about food so much. And it was all food that like stuff that I'd I'd had and it was delicious. When they brought up Okonomiyaki, I was like, don't do this to me. That's my favorite. You're killing me. And then, yeah, having to be, like, oh. the ability to cook it myself, I was like, mm-hmm. That's actually one, that's probably my favorite thing in the whole game, is Joker as a chef. I loved it. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's, it, it's, it's like he's taken on all the lessons that Sojiro had taught him throughout, like, Persona 5 and... You know how to make the perfect coffee, and how to, when he makes the LeBlanc curry, curry for yeah, um, Zenkichi and Akane, and shows him how to make it. Yeah, that's yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, it's just like, good vibes. Honestly, I kind of wish we. No, I won't. I don't want to say it because then it's never going to happen. So it bum me out. But we very much happily take a Persona Five like cooking spinoff, please. So I'm sorry, but I didn't say that. Cause, We've done fighting, we've done rhythm games, we've done Muso Persona, games. Persona 5 hasn't had a fighting game, though. No, I just mean the Persona franchise in general. Like, Yeah, but it hasn't had a fighting game yet. Don't. No. I want it, I want it so badly, but um, I also want a cooking game. You know what? Put them in one game. Put them both in one game. Go, screw it. Come oh on, Lux. Like, just do it, do it both. <gasps> oh, you could, like, cook buffs for yourself before each fight, and it was like a little mini... And this up. is where the disappointment starts. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. Atlas, Arxis, hit us up. We're full of ideas. Um, cool. All right. So I think we yeah both enjoyed that game a lot. So um, I might quickly just bring this, uh, the other thing that I played um, that's relatively new, because apart from that, I've been playing Monster Hunter. Cause... <laughs> I mean, me too. I've only got... Cool I've only got... It just happens that I've got something for this episode that happened this morning, so... 
Yeah, well, it was only that I, I put Monster Hunter down. I was like, no, you need to finish Strikers before you forget what's happening in the game. Um, so, I yeah, that's why I went back to it last week, which was good. And I'm glad I did. Um, but the other thing I, I played last week, um, which sort of ties into one of our sort of topics we'll talk about later on, um, was the, uh, during the um, Indie World Showcase that happened last week. Um, there was a trailer and a demo that came out for a game called Aerial, Aerial Knights Never Yield, um, which is a game I'd heard being kicked around on Twitter. I'd seen some people retweeting some stuff from Aerial Knight himself. Um, basically, this game is a, like, it's a runner. It's like an auto runner. Um, and the way that you control it is by using the D-pad to either jump over things or slide under things or speed up so you could dash through walls and and things like that and that's pretty much the game but i i like the thing that i like about the most is that it's um it's got this amazing art style to it it's really cool sort of like i don't want to say comic book style but like it's this really kind of interesting hand-drawn in a way it's like 3d hand-drawn style i i know what Um, you mean i also can't quite put my finger on it though yeah it's like not cell shaded it's kind of like i guess a really like styled up version of like how they do like some of the trailers and posters for like the life is strange games in a way if you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah you know how it's that kind of like watercolory kind of yeah but but they've sort of like souped it up to 11 um and it also has a fucking really cool soundtrack so this is like hip-hop jazz fusiony kind of stuff um so that was why i wanted to play it and i definitely played it i turned the sound up on it while i was playing that um it's fun i i would be keen to check it out when it does come out quite soon actually may 19th um and yeah like it's a you know um, I think I was reading something from from Ariel Knight where he was. I, I it might have even been in the direct where he was talking about. He's like, I didn't have the opportunity to make the game that I wanted to make, so I just did that it was, myself. I think that was in the direct, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, I just did it, which is cool. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And um, and to see what he's done, like it's it is a simple game, but like I I can see it being one of those ones that's like easy to pick up but hard to master. Like eventually, when it'll get like you unlock different difficulties and things like that. Um, it being sort of really testing your, your nerves. Cause I think the only difficulty you could play on was normal, which gives you a really big uh, slowdown before each obstacle. So you sort of got time to think about it, but as the difficulties go up, that gets less and less. Um, that makes sense. So I'd, like I'd be curious sort of balance to balance difficulty. Exactly. I'd be curious to try that out when it's like running at like full speed and, um, and yeah, it's like this uh, set in a uh, Tokyo style, futuristic Tokyo style Detroit. Um, and yes, yeah, it's got this really cool art style to it. The soundtrack is so good. It might be one of those soundtracks that people that might overshadow the game a little bit in some ways. But um, yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. And yeah, the demo's out now, so you can go download it on Switch. I think the demo's on Steam as well. Actually, no, I think it's out on Steam. The game itself, I think it might be actually be out on Steam. Um, let me just see. I can just check right now. No, it's not. But I believe there is a demo on there. Maybe. Anyway, it's uh, very no, good. There, um, that, doesn't you... that does not appear to be a demo on Steam. No. I just so must it must be on Switch for now. But I mean, the game is coming out in May, so it's not far away. Not yeah. too far. 
Um, and yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really really neat. I I kind of enjoyed playing it. If, if you play games like um, Bit Trip Runner and stuff like that, this is probably and you really enjoy those. This is probably up your alley. Um, it's not as rhythm focused as those ones can be. Um, Honestly, that, that I doesn't did... sound terrible to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Like you know, the the rhythm aspect of Bit Trip, the Bit Trip games is like. It's almost like another hint that you have in your back pocket. You could play it without yeah. the sound and stuff like that, but it is distinctly linked to what? moments in the Get, soundtrack. How dare you even suggest that? You're a monster. I'm just saying. No, you're a monster, man. I am. No. Karen, I think Jesus after 170-odd episodes of this, we've, just, we've established that I am a monster, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely really cool. It's just something that these games about music. Ah, pointless. Um. Anyway, yes, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, free demo. Go check it out on the Switch. Uh, but Kyron, speaking of demos. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of demos. Uh, before I get into the uh, the juicy, the the good part of this discussion, Mm -hmm. I do feel obligated since there was a Resident Evil showcase recently, and this was ever so briefly shown before immediately being buried by something that was much more exciting. Uh, I played a single match because I was like, okay, look, it's downloaded. I'll, I'll play a match of this before I forget because, you know, it's you know it's something to talk about, right? I, I, I want to try it so I can talk about it. I played a right. match of the RE vs. Beta, beta on PS5 and it was a game that I played. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I really don't know what else to say. Uh, for those who are not familiar with what the heck I'm talking about, Resident Evil RE-verse, which is have I said it in the showcase, so it's not reverse, it's RE-verse, is Capcom's newest weird multiplayer experiment. Like last time for Resident Evil 3, it was Project Resistance, which died very quickly. I was going to say, because it worked so well last time. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and I guess I, I, I was, I still believe they did resistance because they're like, man, Resident Evil Three is really short. We need yeah, anything oh, else. So I, I don't know if that's officially why it happened, but it feels like it. Um, Re Verse, on the other hand, feels like a completely different thing. It doesn't feel like it needs to exist because Re Village looks insane, and we'll get to that. But anyway, so if you're not familiar, Re Verse is a multiplayer game, uh, team, like a game. I think oh, it's four to six players. I forget how many exactly. But okay. literally, the objective is to run around the map, kill other players. Uh, you can collect viral modules as you go, and depending on how many viral modules you have when you die, will determine the monster you turn into upon death. Because that's right, they also include the monsters. And so you know, have you've to, got your yeah. usual suspects. You know, Leon, Chris, Claire, Jill, and uh, yeah, when you die. Depending on if you've got the best example I can think of is I think if you've got two modules, you become Nemesis or you can become the Tyrant from Resident Evil 1. Jack Baker's there. Um, who else is there? Jack Baker's there. There's the gross frog monsters from the sewers in 3, which are awful. Some bloater zombie. Like, yeah, it's it's such a weird little game that I could see maybe being fun, but. I'm just not convinced 100% yet. Like, the, the single match I played was Chaos. It was in the RPD map. It's got, like, okay. this weird sort of cell shading filter 
over the top, which really, as I was looking at it, I'm like, this this is a game, I'm not sure if this is why it's been done, but this could possibly just be dropped on other platforms, right? So it's coming out on, um, yeah. you know, the main ones alongside Village. It's like, if you buy Village, you get this for free. But I could, if this, if Capcom's really stretching, they could, they could probably drop this on Switch, honestly. Just drop it on yeah. Switch and for like, what, $15 or something and make some money. But um, honestly, yeah, it kind of felt like not like when the game was over, I'm like, cool. I'm good. I never need to play this ever again. Like, uh, even when I get my copy of Village, I'm like, do not install Reverse, please. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Um, Yes, as mentioned, there was a Resident Evil showcase, which yes. I will, I want to briefly talk about now because I played the Resident Evil Village demo, which Capcom went out of their way during this showcase to make understanding what time that demo was happening the most confusing possible process. <laughs> like, see, I, 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 oh God, I, I didn't watch the the um the presentation because I like I like. The idea of Resident Evil, and I'm just, hey man, I'm just you like with... you liked RE4. I reckon you should give Village a shot. Don't tell me that. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I I did see though the one thing I did see that was like speaking of RE4. I saw like that it's coming to VR, and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, to Oculus Quest Two. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's when I saw that, and I was like, oh well, you know. Capcom found a way to sell you Resident Evil Four again. <laughs> I, I look. Didn't expect it. Like, good on him. Hey, if you can play through the whole campaign on, in in VR, that's pretty neat. So, anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they... The way they announced it was just nuts. They started... So, here's the thing. They So, this week, that Sunday just passed, and next Sunday, they're holding two PlayStation platform-exclusive demos called Eight Hours in Village, because it's Resident Evil 8. And, cool, I get it. And during those eight hours, that eight-hour window, I think it's three time zones, there's like a an American one, a European one, and a Hong Kong, sort of that entire time zone area. Mm-hmm. During those eight-hour windows, you can log in and play the demo for 30 minutes, which is kind of neat because I really do feel like this is, they, I think they even alluded to as much in the uh, presentation. It was their way of getting around the fact that they couldn't have a live event, like where they would typically, you know, invite the press to come over and sort of play the game for what I assume is 30 minutes. Like you would play 30-minute village and castle demos. So but I guess done- this is their way of getting around that. They've done this before, like the last couple of games, because I think yeah, well, oh, seven wasn't timed, but seven Resident had Evil Two was two but, yeah. had a timed one, and yeah. then eventually I think the timer was removed, and three just had like a, a demo you could play. I'm fairly yep. certain, could be wrong. Okay, but um, yeah, definitely not the first time I've done the limited demos. Uh, but yeah, it was just how they explained it was a mess because they discussed that, showed the time zones, and then talked about how on May first, everyone like so PlayStation, Xbox, PC can then play the demo and it'll be an hour and you you will have access to the castle and village sections and you can pick how you spend your hour between those two. How? Don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like a slider where you can sort of adjust the clock because here's the thing. I was playing the the village demo and my demo just cut mid-cutscene. I'm like, come back. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Give it back. So it was like a a legit event-press demo. It is over. Controller down. I'm like, but okay, all right. I mean, I was I was close to where the demo ends naturally. I think, but um, okay, yeah. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about Resident Evil Village because this yes, is a game okay. that looks absolutely insane. If you watch the most recent story trailer, which I still think, 
I think Capcom's doing an okay job of not giving too much away while still showing a lot of insane stuff. Um, I mean, we I think we know a lot about Lady Demistru or whatever her name is. Like yeah, the internet is well aware of her presence. Um, <laughs> we we saw a bit more of Heisenberg in this one, who was another character who seemingly looks like he's going to be tied to the village segment, whereas the tall lady would be the castle. We've had ominous mentions of a mother mother Miranda figure who I'm guessing is the baddie after those two, after we kill those two guys. <laughs> right. But um the village demo drops you in the village, you talk you, the cutscene the opening cutscene is talking to a very crazy old lady reciting a poem to you, reciting a prayer to you, and you're like, Alright, well, this seems normal for Resident Evil. Everything's yeah. everything's okay. And then it sort of just dumps you in this abandoned, empty village. And first of all, it looks so good. Like, on PS5, man, Jesus. We talked about it before the show. We weren't recording. But it applies here as much as it applies to Monster Hunter Rise. Mm-hmm. The RE engine is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This, it might be, might like, as someone who doesn't make games, like this is the engine I'm always looking forward to seeing what's in it because they're doing nuts stuff. Like the facial, the facial capture alone is just great. It's brilliant. It's, it's like, it's yeah, it's up there with like, it's like this uh, and the, the Decima engine are like the yeah, ones but, that I and think like, of Who knows well. when we'll see the Decima engine again? I guess in Horizon, True. but who knows when yeah. that is. But it just, Capcom seems to be using the RE engine for everything they make. And unlike yeah. Frostbite, it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Works uh, for various different types of games exactly. as well. It's not specifically for first-person shooters. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the village is, it looks so good. And like, definitely, I mean, everyone's saying it, but yeah, super, super strong Resident Evil 4 vibes. Just wandering around this village, going through these creepy, poorly lit houses, really getting an idea of what next-gen lighting can look like for a horror game is impressive. Right. because. It's funny, I've been playing on the side, this is the only time I mention it, uh, Rise of a Tomb Raider, and it's a last-gen game, obviously, but like going through some of these dark tunnels, those dark caves, it's so funny seeing the fog in the distance to mask the draw distance. Yeah. And you're like, as soon as you get to the fog, it's like, okay, it's a pitch-black cave. I guess you couldn't draw that. But in Resident Evil 8, like, man, darkness is dark, and oh. that alone is intimidating as it is. Uh, with headphones on, like, yeah, you've got, like, the ominous, like, howling, whistling winds behind you as you trudge through the snow. Locked gates everywhere that need, like, two keys or, like, it's got a, a, a six-winged figure or always classic Resident Evil insanity sort of things. Then you, uh, you go through a door and you come out at a corn, like, not a cornfield, but it's like a little little wheat field. Uh, to your immediate left is a house. That, uh, if you are going to be playing this demo in a couple of weeks when you can play Village, uh, go in there because there's a shotgun and you want a shotgun. Because when you come back out, you so uh, it's funny. When you get the shotgun, you see your first lichen just whoosh past the window outside. You're like, all right, well, look, I wanted combat. I didn't get any in the, in the Maiden demo because that was just like an engine demo. So I guess yep. let's see how this plays. Uh, and when you go out ready to fight, there's no one. But what there is out in the uh, wheat fields is rustling and snarling and grunting as someone, as a lichen, you know, is clearly eating someone. So it's like, right. cool. Yeah, no. And those, and those things aren't coming out to you. <laughs> you got to go into them. <laughs> oh, 
Um, there's three of them in there, and yeah, you have to sort of like just very. You're walking through this field. You cannot see anything. Like this, the field is it's above you, so it's like it's horrible. It's awful, but in a really I don't know. Resident Evil is just pull, pulls it off sort of way. And then, like when you so when you actually engage the lichens again, once again, it really did feel like fighting the villagers. Uh, like trying to line up a headshot, they will duck and weave out of the way, do their very Ooh. best to avoid getting hit, which is cool. Um, didn't feel too bullet spongy on normal. Uh, I've I don't know how it is on hardcore. I watched Michael Huber play it <laughs> from Easy Eight on hardcore. He died, so <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, in this entire demo, I, I only got to fight three of them. There was like a really basic lichen, then there was one who had a mace, and then one who had like a machete. And they were, they were sort of fun to fight. Felt like I was having to, having to like really carefully line up my shots and not just like, you know, fire willy nilly, which again, you want in a survival horror because, you know, you gotta, gotta manage those resources because they will be yeah. finite. Every shot counts, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And like Resident Evil 7 didn't really have that because, and like, you know, I love 7, don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you're fighting things, it's usually those stupid molded guys and they're just not interesting enemies. I don't know. So already the, the lichens are more engaging than that, which is a big tick in, 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 in the column for me. Uh, so you get through there, you meet up with two more characters. One of them has been injured by said lichens and you're like, well... That's not going to end well. Yeah. (laughs) I reckon we should leave you, but this person, this character here is your daughter and she's not going to let me. So I guess we're taking you with us, which is a terrible idea. I just imagine like the the daughter's like with that person just being like, it's going to be okay. And you in the background slowly cocking the shotgun. (laughs) You'd be like, oh He's been attacked by a werewolf. I'm afraid I know how (laughs) this is going to end. We take you out behind the old wool shed and- uh, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so then you've got to sort of help them. Again, it's not too hard. You go, you jump a fence, open a gate, and you bring him into the up to Lucia's house, which is the part we see from the trailer, where you sort of go in, you meet a bunch of characters, you say a prayer. Some one of the guys in there is a drunk. He's angry. He slags off everyone in the house, and then would you believe what happens, Joel? No, the guy turns oh, and kills goodness. everyone. Right, yep, <laughs> everyone cool. dies except for his daughter, who you escape with. And again, right. it's just a really, it's really cool because you're sitting down and you're like, you know, like this entire cutscene's playing out. Characters are talking here and there. You can sort of move your head to follow them and you can just see him on the table sort of occasionally sort of like twitching. You're like, no, I, come on guys. <laughs> Do you not but, all see this right now? Have you not read a piece of fiction about, about I mean, werewolves? Like, they live come in a remote on. village, so maybe not. <laughs> I mean, tr- uh, fair enough. Maybe the fair people enough. in the castle sort of locked down that stuff. So he's like, no, no, we can't have one about lichens. <laughs> terrible for us <laughs> i mean look hey okay fair enough um, yep. but yeah so then obviously that all plays out you you shoot him a couple of times before he tackles you then his daughter has to shoot him and then you basically you get to escape in a car smash into a wall a couple of times and something uh, again it wasn't a surprise but something happens after that where i was just like man that that's a bummer and then that's sort of where my demo ended and i didn't get to see what happens after that i got right because basically the goal of the demo is you get trying to get the two keys to get to the castle door to open the castle door. And I was just like, I didn't get to do it. I got cut off. And like, that's the thing, right? Once your 30 minutes is up, that is it. Capcom's like, right. nah, see you in a couple of weeks. I'll see you next week for the castle demo. And then two weeks later for the, for the, the duo. Um, And all I can say is I'm so excited. This game, it's always looked good. 
every trailer I see looks better. It looks mm-hmm. more insane. It looks like Resident like I remember Resident Evil 6 where you play that game and you're like, is this we done? We maybe finished here? <laughs> like is this yeah. franchise over? Have we gone too far? Right. And then Seven just did, did such a great job. You know, starting fresh with a new protagonist with Ethan, having slight connections, like hinted at connections to the greater Resident Evil universe. Because that's what, yeah, I've heard people sort of, I don't, my knowledge of lore is like, I played four and that's it. But I've heard people sort of alluding to the fact that this is like, this could be like these games that are coming out now could be payoff for stuff that's happened that's been alluded to i mean one of the leading tags for this game is just like i think it's like his story comes to an end (laughs) and now i doubt that's even winters it's i i think it's not unfair to say it's probably gonna be chris redfield's right uh there's plenty of like foreshadowing even in the trailers like he guns down mia which is just awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Not just guns her down, because I've watched that trailer. Yeah, just guns bang, 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 Loads of fucking Making eye contact her. with Ethan Winters the entire time. It is just You're so like, cold-blooded. What? Oh. Who are you? Like, because they've got, he seems, like, so he's with a, a buddy of his who's masked up in the trailer. So there's plenty of questions as to who his identity is going to be. Chris has had a couple of partners in previous games, so it could be either of them. Don't know. We'll see. Could be a clone for all we know, because that's not, you know, an alien thing to Resident Evil at this point. But either way, I do think Chris is on his way out. Not too sure if I want to read too much into the cover art because I don't know if I want Capcom to have been that obvious. But the cover art is definitely like the split shot of like the Chris Redfield and the werewolf side. Could he be mm. a lichen? I don't know. Like Chris Redfield punches boulders on the regular. So who knows? Uh, could he? Yeah, maybe he's like able to harness that and maybe maybe that's it maybe that explains how he punched that boulder in resident evil 5 i couldn't tell you but um definitely we're setting up for very interesting things like there's umbrella logos across the place and again whoever this mother miranda is is a big question mark and again the most recent trailer there's a lot of focus on ethan winters and how important he is so i'm really starting to think he's gonna be someone and that that's the part that i'm not so sure how i feel about right because i think what I liked about Ethan was that he was new and it was just like, cool, he's this fresh guy. He's not connected to this ridiculous mm. convoluted web of characters and their lore and just good lore. Like no Wesker Jr. here. He's in Resident Evil 6. Christ, keep it away from me. But I'm wondering now if he's going to be, and like, I'm not, it's not to say it could be, it could be done well. And I could find myself being like, huh, you, you pulled it off. But I'm just, no, I, I see, do have some concern with Ethan's character. I see what you, I see what, why you're why you're you're concerned because it's i guess what we call the star wars effect where it's just <laughs> shrinking the universe down again yeah right it's like oh I... no this is an all new thing like oh but no the skywalkers are here now fucking of course they are because they right can't fucking they can't fucking let them go can they yeah like i don't mind chris redfield showing up like when chris showed up in no. seven it was a cool twist i guess i had to spoil sorry if I, if you hadn't finished seven um i mean yeah but yeah i just i have it's it's not a huge deal. like it's like slight concerns about ethan's character it could be nothing because honestly like they set the frame so the frame framing is me has been just <laughs> executed by chris redfield and now Ethan has arrived at this village to find his daughter Rose. And that's all we know. <laughs> okay. We know that Lady D is not allowed to, not meant to kill Ethan because he's needed for some 
something. And she, and again, the most recent trailer that I'm sure the internet thoroughly enjoyed has to has to find out how special he is by sucking some of his blood straight out of his hand. So yeah, I want this game so badly, yeah, <laughs> so desperately. And this demo was I, fantastic, but just really reinforced how desperately I want this game. These it's moments like these where I hate the fact that I cannot play these games. It just it. It really makes me mad that I can't because I just, I, I, I know I just can't. I just Maybe we should block it a weekend. I'll bring my copy down. We should, we'll, we'll play it. <laughs> oh, it's because that's the thing, right? Like when this game comes out, it's going to be the talk of the internet, I think, for a good I couple of weeks. No, And that's, what, that's the other thing too. I wanted to sort of be a part. Uh, I, I miss being a part of that whole zeitgeist and talking about things. Um, as they're happening like no joke what i would suggest is when that hour demo comes out try it on because it has casual normal and hardcore try it on casual try it on casual don't put headphones on like just give it a shot (sighs) like i'm not kidding when i say that there's strong re4 vibes it's just the difference is the cameras you're in the eyes in the head (laughs) not like hovering over the shoulder that's part of the problem. <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah, that's, it is very. That's the. That's what the makes zombie, it much more claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, it makes it much more claustrophobic. It does. I can look. I've got super peripheral vision when I've got like over the shoulder. Like, it's true. And Capcom definitely play up to that. Like, at all times, I feel like I was hearing sounds like outside of my peripherals. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> See, yeah, it's weird though, because like I've like like I have played, I've played Resident Evil Four. I think I finished that game like at least two, maybe three times. It's I really right. enjoy that game. I but... I know it is, but I just I think I don't consider Four a horror game. And I I had it's this weird not. thought right because I was I had to so boy because if I didn't even mention how screwed the time zones were for this demo. So Australia yeah. was lumped in with I think the Hong Kong one. So our demo was live from three a.m. to eleven a.m. So I was playing this game at like nine in the morning. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, right. Um, and it didn't feel right. Like it was, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I did it. But the the horror was kind of a bit like it was lessened because of it. But when I played Resident Evil 4, I was playing that the other day during it. I'm like, this feels right. Just yeah. blasting through these like villages. And it's like, it's, whatever. It's, it's an action movie. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's action horror. Like There's just like fucking, Dead Space 2. Just that fucking knife fight. The knife fight is... So good. Like, we can have a whole discussion on how how this stuff's going to play out in the VR version because that knife fight's going to be a nightmare. That was my first thought when I saw that. I was like, "Oh, cool, Resident Evil Four. Uh, it's all playable in VR. How's that knife fight going to work?" Like, and um, fighting his right hand as well. Oh yeah, Resident Evil Four is a crazy yeah. game, man. Um, it's a crazy game. Currently on sale. Oh, no, I think it's on sale because five and six are on sale. I think the individuals are on sale right now. But the trilogy pack that I bought a while ago isn't. Okay. I really only want to play 4 anyway. I am but... fishing for someone to play Resident Evil 5 with me co-op. <laughs> I'm desperate. <laughs> I mean... I floated it to Ben and Ben was like, maybe. And I think even Brennan's been like, oh, I could. I'm like, can someone just say yes? Because I already own it. It was $11 on... <laughs> it's $11 right now. Because like, five, 5 is like... 5 is 4, but like with a friend. <laughs> yeah, with a friend and... and... And Chris yeah, punching anyway. bowlers. <laughs> oh, jeez. I watched you play the end of that game. It's that was the one like, I watched. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Man, I remember Capcom watching was you just play like, the end of that like, you know what? We've got to get rid of Wesker. 
with my limited knowledge of the franchise, just watching you play the end yeah, of that game and seeing gross. you, seeing, oh, seeing you and Ben just like melt with frustration over what was going on, I like was like, entire, oh, I feel that. That last segment will haunt me for a very long time. <laughs> Chris, Chris. <laughs> um, Good yeah. Lord. No, I still a fun game cop, and that's why I'm just like, hey, uh, right. looking for a cop partner. Anyone, any, any takers? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, I, yeah, I have such a weird thing with like horror games. It's like I've played some of that. Like you said, okay, four RE four is not super horror, but it's it, like I mean, I will pay it Jovo because like as you get further in, like it lures you in. You're like, mm. oh yeah, shooting these villages is fun. And when you get to the castle and you're like, oh, I don't like this creepy chanting that I hear all around me. Oh, And then yeah. you kind of get to the island towards the end and like, okay, now we're fighting. I'm shooting some guys with guns. It's kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Regenerator is very cool. Yes. Oh, God. Such a good enemy. Such a good enemy. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that, that like, I've always said it, like, Dead, Sp- Dead Space is like my limit. And I don't know why I play. I mean, I know why I played Dead Spaces because your housemate recommended it when I got my PS3. I was like, "What should I play? What should I get?" And he's like, oh, "Dead Space is pretty cool. You should give it a go." And I remember, I think I rented it and then ended up buying a copy the next day, just being like, "This game kicks us." Dead Space One is uh, terrifying. <laughs> and like, that's I, the thing; it's fucking I re- horrifying. I recently reinstalled it on my PC to give it a spin, and I I genuinely forgot. I'm like, "Oh, this is real scary, guys." It's the it, opening of that game is. The first, like, walking into the... Not as good as twos, but it's still very good. Just, like, walking around the Ishimura for the first time is just like, this is horrible. Like, this is horrifying. rattling in the vents, you're like... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I've sidetracked this this again. I've sidetracked this again. I apologize. I I still am like, hey, uh, who wants to just download all the Dead Spaces and play those again, huh? In a year, was like, I don't know if I've got time, but I want to do it. (laughs) I mean, if, if if there's ever going to be a year that there is time to do something like that, I th- I feel like this is the year for it. I just it. missed Dead Space, and I'm yeah, sad. I do as well. <laughs> I didn't even we got, play we got, three. We got two good Dead Space games. Yeah, I didn't even play three. I think I started playing three and was like, man, Sucks. three <laughs> three is a mess. But there's like yeah. cool stuff in it. But mm. it's also I yeah, man, and then the end as well. God damn it. Mm. Let Isaac rest, my friends. Just let him rest. Oh, nah. oh. I mean, I guess I did, really. Like, ultimately. Haven't seen him since. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, rest in peace, for sure. Rest in peace, um, visceral. But that's the thing about, like, ever, ever since, like, Village, Resident Evil Village got announced, I was like, man, there's fucking Resident Evil 4 vibes here. And I'm like, if anything's so going to get me, that's going to be, that's going to get me. But then there's also the fact that they are so much better at, scaring you now than they were back then because well, like, it's just it's yeah. first person now right and everyone's left yeah. from amnesia had to really terrify people absolutely so you know playing with things like you said with sound and just and darkness. horrible characters darkness and is da- huge but that's gonna that's, that's gonna be the big thing with like next gen well current gen consoles is because mm-hmm. of that um you know things like hdr and yeah, man. <laughs> uh, things running that was what i was going to ask you about as well was there like a like a performance so um, i was running it slider? i was running it with um rtx on okay uh so they put out the the, spec- the specifications for the game it's gonna be really weird uh okay. so if you just want to play 4k um with no hdr 
and no, I mean, no, no ray tracing, I should say. You can do 4K, I think, 10, 4K 60. But okay. if you want the ray tracing, it'll run at 45 frames per second. So not, not 30, but not 60. And I, I mean, honestly, like as I was playing it, I didn't notice anything dramatically bad about it. So I, think, I guess it's like, fine. <laughs> I think a game like this frame rate, it's sort of like the the exception to the rule. I feel like frame rate isn't really an issue here because it, I, I guess it makes it feel more cinematic and that's kind of what you want when yeah, you're playing something like this. Yeah, I think like that's this. what they're going for, especially when it's yeah. first person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like whereas the, if you're the playing environments something... look great and the lighting looks great and that's really what's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Right. And that's what, yeah, again, in like a, a survival horror game, you want that kind of atmosphere. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm really keen to see it. Like, so we saw the castle in the Maiden demo and it looked stunning. Good Lord. So I can't wait to see what they throw in, what, what happens in the uh, the castle segment of a demo. Well, Lady D's going to show hey, up, I'm I'll surely. bring it up next time. So don't worry. We're not done yet. Hey. We got a demo this week, a demo next week, and a demo the week after that. And then the game drops. <laughs> we got Resident Evil for weeks. <laughs> Maybe I will play this. I don't. Just do it, man. I'm it's making you. me feel anxious just thinking about it. Like me just got saying the words, maybe I'll play the demo. I just got like pangs of anxiety, like rushed through my body. Watch, watch Huber play it. Watch him play it. Maybe actually, that's I should watch someone else play it. That's what that's that's how a lot of people like. I was because I was in the chat when Huber was playing it on Twitch, and, everyone, and so many people in chat are like, you know what? I can never play these games, so I'm glad Huber does. Which is funny because that's how Kyle Bossman used to take all these games in. Like he would sit next to Huber as he played the latest Resident Evil. That's what um, and it's funny because that's how I was really introduced to horror by our good friend Ben. Like a lot of the time was just like, oh, I watch, I watch Ben speedrun the first Resident Evil remake on GameCube. Why not? So it's how I no exp- problem. And then I just it's got ha- it bled into me, and now I just play horror games and hate it's it. How and I love it. It's how I experienced PT was sitting next to you on the couch. Ah, oh, PT Simple with my times. shirt with my shirt over my eyes when Silent Hill still existed. Oh yeah, what a, what a time that was. Okay, with another quest log in the bag for another week, I think it's time we moved on to the bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is our sort of mixed bag segment of the show where we sort of bring things that we want to sort of talk about or discussions, anything. It's sort of an anything goes kind of section of the podcast. Uh, and this week, as I mentioned earlier on when talking about Aerial Knights Never Yield, uh, there was an Indie World Direct that got announced like 18 hours before it happened. Um, Classic. In typical Nintendo fashion, yeah. Um, also funny to note that we th- probably won't hear from Nintendo again now until June. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be yes. quiet. Yeah, which is sad, but also very exciting in a way, If you depending on which I've way you want to look at it. been hurt so many times, but I'll... Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, s- s- strap yourself in for that one. Um, but yes, uh, the Indie Worlds, if you're not familiar with what they are, it's just the uh, Nintendo showcasing a whole bunch of indie games that are coming to their platform. Um, these games aren't specifically coming to just Nintendo Switch. They are coming to other platforms as well. But they are showcased by by Nintendo in these uh, Indie Directs. Uh, some of my favorite Directs. I really like these because... Surprise, surprise, I fucking love indie games. Um, and I tell you what, this one's probably been one of their best ones for a long time, I think. Um, 
I feel like I said that every time, but this one in particular, there was, uh, for me personally, like there were a lot of things in here that I was like, oh yes, oh, absolutely. Oh my God, cool. Yes, please. So um, we're going to run through and just sort of uh, talk about each of the games that uh, were showcased. Um, starting off with how the presentation kicked off. This is in no particular order as well. Um, we're looking at the Nintendo Life article that has a bit of a rundown of everything. Um, there are ones out there that have the ordering and stuff like that. Or you could just watch the video as well if you haven't already. It's, it's like only like, um, what, 20 minutes long? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. Um, and it's jam-packed. Like, that's the other thing about these indie directs is that they are just loaded with stuff. Um, yeah, we uh, had another look at uh, Road 96 from Digit- Digix Arc Art. Wow, that's really hard developer to say. Um, Digix Art, yeah. Wow. Digix Art. It's yeah. funny, right? Because when it's, as soon as this trailer started, I instantly got it confused with um, a game on my fantasy critic team, Open Roads. <laughs> I was yes. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no, this is the one I didn't draft. Yeah. Great. I think these <laughs> got announced around the same time as well. I think I, think I did, yeah. Were, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a, a narrative-focused game with a mix. This is the blurb from, from the video itself. Uh, narrative-focused game with a mix of adventure, exploration, and puzzle-solving. Uh, Road 96 tells a procedural story with thousands of potential paths to take. So, <laughs> it's a roguelike. Is, I was going to say, this is a narrative roguelike. It's a, it's so, a choose your own adventure. Yeah, fuck yeah. This sounds amazing. And like seeing all the, the potential things that could happen, that they just that even, you know, scratch the surface of in this little trailer. There were some pretty wild ones. <laughs> yeah, like some really cool stuff. Like, you know, being in the back of a truck and having to like, shoot a car down that's like chasing you or having a conversation with a somewhat sketchy taxi driver. Um, Being in a limo. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's just like, there's one where you're like, we've got the bags of bags of money in the back. Oh man. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, it's, there's it's, a lot so of exciting potential here. Mm, so it seems like this is, it's, it's basically a, a, you know, a road trip story. You're getting from point A to point B, but how you get there is, entirely dependent on the choices that you make along the way and that sounds really fucking cool it does it sounds um, really cool yeah i'm this is definitely one that i'm keeping an eye on and i i have no doubt you'll probably hear us talk about later on in the year when it comes out um because yeah is this this one uh yeah ticked all the boxes for me um then we're going to jump to the end of the presentation which <laughs> i must admit for the bomb for the, the big one yeah, and I I spoiled myself on this. Um, it's my fault because I, I, <laughs> I it, is, it. <laughs> it I is it is one hundred percent your I fault. It. It's my fault for opening up Twitter, but it was yeah, it was your tweet that I saw. Um, so I I forgot that I went to bed pretty late the night before, but like not late enough to stay up and watch this because I knew I had an early day. Right, right, right. Anyway, I get up in the morning and I was doing my morning routine before I got my son out of bed, and I just like inadvertently just opened up Twitter and started and literally opened up Twitter. And the first thing I saw was a tweet from Kyron announcing this game. Yes. I, I, like, I did announce Oxenfree 2. You're all welcome. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm retweeting the announcement of this game. Um, no, no, I prefer I, I get credit for announcing it. Okay. Everyone, yep. you're right, all cool, very yeah. welcome for me announcing Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. Kyron, from Kyron broke Studio. the news. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. Um, it's a uh, night school studio. Those guys, awesome. We've spoken about Oxenfree before on the yeah. show because we both played it. Both and After Party. It. And After Party, yes. I never finished um, After Party. I always meant to, 
but um, love Oxen. I liked I liked After Party. I really enjoyed After Party, not as much as Oxen Free. Oxen Free is a um, very special game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't played Oxen Free, play fix that, Oxen Free. Fix it immediately. It is. I think it's on so everything. good. Yeah, it's just we were talking before about like my limits for, and this is no by no stretch a horror, but like definitely it creepy. is exactly. It has that kind of like weird kind of creepy pasta vibe to it that I kind of dig. Um, there's no jump scares. It's all about like setting and ambience and just telling this Control. really interesting story. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Weird, weird, unsettling, supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is happening to normal people. Um, normal teenagers. Yeah, exactly. So this is taking place five years after the events of the original Oxenfree. Um, it seems like at least the main character Riley is back, and um, it seems like some of the other cast might be back as well. Yeah, so they didn't a, say much, but it, and they're saying it's coming this year. Which I really hope it does, but yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm really like when they because you know every time you watch one of his indie worlds, there's always that one last thing, and you're like, "What's it going?" The way be? they did it this time was pretty good as well because they they, they wrapped up everything committed. and they were like, they were they and after the trailer played, it ended too. Like they didn't cut back to the presenters. It was yeah. like that. This is it. Um, and then yeah, cutting it in with the static and and stuff like that. And then seeing that that artwork, you're like, hang on. When the I mean, lines started getting video. drawn, I'm like, is yep. it, is this Oxen Free? No, it's when the radio pops up. Yeah, that's true. When yeah. the the dial pops up, I was like, it's fucking Oxen Free. It was very um, cool. That's like, like, I just the main mechanic didn't expect Night School to come back to this, and mm-hmm. so happy they are. Because I mean, After Party came out last year, wasn't it? The no, year before, before last year. It was the year before. Yep. Okay, that's enough time. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, again, much like Road 96, you will definitely hear us talk about this later on in the I year. I will be playing Oxenfree 2. You can bet on it. Me too. I very much enjoyed the first one. I'm very excited to go back to yeah, that I say, world. I may even explore. revisit the first one. It's been so long. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, maybe I'll try and squeeze that in. <laughs> I'm not going to squeeze it in. I, I will try my best, but... um, Man... And again, speaking of this present, this indie world pre- uh, showcase show, like just speaking to me on games that I've played before that I kind of liked, and then sort of upping the ante and, and changing things and making them even appeal even more to me. Um, we got to look at uh, Roll Seven's new game. If you're not familiar with Roll Seven, they they made uh, Not a Hero, uh, that that old chestnut, which I did play, which is really good. Uh, but they are most known for the Ollie Ollie franchise, which is the 2D skateboarding games, which were really fucking good. Ollie Ollie 1 and 2 are really good skateboarding games. I that think I played Ollie Ollie 1 as a plus game, mm-hmm. and it was very cool. Yep. I haven't played it's- the second one, but what I played of the first one was very cool. Yeah, well, I mean, the second one sort of builds on that the, the foundations of the first and, you know, adds and changes and mixes things up a little bit. And this one that they're doing now, which is called Oli Oli World, seems to be taking that even further because it now has a story. Uh, and it seems, I think they described it as like a road trip, like a skateboarder's road trip story, um, trying to find like, uh, yeah, the mystical skate gods. Um, and I was like, fucking yes, this sounds excellent um they've also changed up the art style now it's got this really cool like hand-drawn comic book art style to it as well um 
even just like the key, I was just looking at the um the thumbnail for the video here. It like it looks so vibrant and colorful, which the first two were as well. Um, but yeah, I'm at the uh, having that, it looks kind of two point five D ish as well. Yeah, which they kind of like they sort of Roll Seven have been doing that sort of stuff. Like I mean, Ollie Ollie and Ollie Ollie too. Um, it's um they they sort of like you know taking these like genres and then doing a little something a little bit different not a hero did the same thing as well with sort of um having this sort of 2d shoot 'em up um like platformer uh but having like different characters and this really weird story about like a bunny wanting to become president and so i was becoming the mayor and like stopping at nothing to do so and you're like his right hand man to, to help him achieve that by any nefarious means possible um so yeah, they do just weird, interesting, fun stuff that uh, with tight controls and 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 mixing things up a little bit. So I'm very excited uh, for Oli Oli World. I'm definitely going to be playing this one. I think when it comes out, um, yeah. They say right. Lady Shift, I think they say Lady of Shift that one as well, don't they? Says so, uh, this winter. So uh, Nintendo Life, I believe, is a an American site, so I would say that's probably our summer, so probably towards the end of the year. I'm going to say. Seems like a safe would bet. make sense. Yeah, would make sense. Um, next up, we got another look at a game that got announced a few weeks ago now, which is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Oh, baby. Uh, Give it to hell me. Hell yes. So this is a, like a, a beat-em-up by Tribute Games, who were responsible for Streets of Rage 4 last year. Uh, actually, slight slight correction. So mm. it's being published by .emu, who published Streets Sorry, of Rage 4. Sorry, that's right. It's developed Tribute. by Tribute Games, who is a Canadian indie studio in Montreal. It was founded in 2011 by former Ubisoft employees, who obviously worked on Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And also and I think a, the ones... a really apparently really exciting Tim and T game on Game Boy Advance. Cool, like a, one of the like the CG movie. It's it's a beat up as well, I think, but apparently it's right. good. Well, because yeah, because Tribute Game. That's right. Yeah, thank you for correcting me on that because I just remembered too that yeah, Tribute Games did the the re release of um, Scott Pilgrim as well. I'm pretty sure their names on it. I think. I know it's Ubisoft, but I'm pretty sure Tribute helped them out because it was like... Uh, well, I'm looking at their Wikipedia now. It says their first... I think this is their main game they've developed, actually. There's, okay. They listed on the games developed and published, and there's a few games here, like, for example, Panzer Paladin is one of them. Mercenary Hell Kings yeah. Reloaded Edition, Flint Hook. But I don't see any Scott Pilgrim, so I don't think they were involved. And you know what? Let's look up. Let's okay. look up who did Scott Pilgrim's re-release. <laughs> okay. I, just, I, I thought I heard someone say that, but... Anyway, uh, yeah, this uh, TMNT game, it looks like a spiritual sequel to, like, Turtles in Time, essentially. Oh, it's, yeah, man. like, everything down to, like, the UI and the sprite work. It's just this beautiful, like, um, gorgeous-looking sprite work, um, and it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I am so ready to become a Ninja Turtle again. I am down for that. Um and yeah, it's apparently coming out later this year as well. Yeah, um, and again, I saw, I want to call Bill back to that very first trailer where I sing the theme song and it's just like, I'm in. I'm yep. 
100% in on this game. Yep. Just give it to me. Yeah. This game's going to be real good. <laughs> so, um, again, probably hear us talk about it later on in the year. Absolutely. Uh, next up was an interesting one. This was a shadow drop. One of many shadow drops from this uh, from this presentation, which was really cool. Love a good shadow drop. Um, I'm sort of curious about this game. I don't know if I'll play it, but I'm still intrigued by it. Uh, in, that is The Longing by Studio Seifus. Seufiz. Seufz. S-E-U-F-Z. Terrible pronunciation. Um, yeah, so basically this is a a game that takes place over 400 days. And when I say 400 days, I mean 400 days real time. It's like, so the longing is for simulation of being a Metro Prime 4 fan. <laughs> just, just waiting. It's been 400 days, man, just waiting. And you just like, you, you just, you just pick up these, you just fill your life with, you know, tasks to replace, to just not think about it too much. Oh, well done, Kyron. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, basically you you you're, you play this character called Shade and you have to wait for 400 days for your king to awaken. So while you're doing that, you just sort of explore, look around, find, uncover mysteries and, and do uh, time-sensitive activities and things like that that, you know, you might miss out on. Um, I'm just curious about how, like, you know how like because yeah they said it's 400 days in real time basically so is that like only while you're playing or is it it's unclear it's the trailer's interesting i'm curious i just don't know i'm not curious enough to bite but i'm interested yeah uh, i mean like some of that like that the the article for it here said the longing makes you wait 400 real life days to see the end um and yeah it's out right now on the switch and um yeah i'm curious about that actually I might look up some reviews of that and see how it is. Because, um, yeah, it's sort of almost playing on that whole, like, that Animal Crossing thing of, like, I'll just check in today and see what's, you know, what's going on today and see if there's anything that I can pick up or if there's any things that I need to do and then go about my day. And it could be an interesting one. Uh, next up, we've got a double header from Annapurna Interactive. Um, we got Hindsight, developed by none other than Joel McDonald. Um, <laughs> Jeez, I, I mean, so, I'm announcing Oxenfree 2. You're making Hindsight? Like, look at us. I know, man. Look, we're, we're moving up in the games world. Um, yeah, this was this surprised me. I was like, oh, shit. I developed a game? I was like, how drunk was I? Um, yeah, <laughs> and, so and Hindsight... Like, got, a, got a deal with Nintendo to promote it? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Like, I had to keep it real harsh-harsh. Um... Yeah, so it the the trailer I, I didn't really get much from the trailer in terms about what it's going to be about, but this blurb here says there's a poignant narrative game about an older woman reminiscing about her family. Um, the objects from her past serve as portals into long lost memories, revealing a decision that forever changed her life. Um, that I'm, there, I'm sure it'll be a tearjerker. Yeah, and that there gives me some um, what remains of Edith Finch vibes yeah, as well. Yeah, that's that's fair as well. Also by um, published by Annapurna. Yeah. Uh, and also, very good game. Also a very good um, game. Yeah, so if that, yeah, if it can sort of, you know, hit that kind of uh, um, narrative and emotional beats, I'm very curious about that one. 
Um, and I mean, I, I developed it, so I should probably play it, right? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be rude not to. Uh, and then also Last Stop, which I think appeared in another n- Nintendo. If it um, did, I've seen I this do not before. remember it. I'm fairly certain I've seen this before. Um, this is from Variable State. Uh, it's a single-player third-person adventure set in modern-day London, where you play three separate characters whose worlds collide in the midst of a supernatural crisis. Um, looks really cool. It's like fully voice acted as well. Um, I kind of like the character design. Sort of like stylized, realistic but stylized facial expressions and things like that. Um, yeah, that could be a lot of fun as well. Again, these two trailers were like, oh, these are interesting. I have no idea what they're about, but <laughs> yeah. that's probably for the best because those are the types of games you, you kind of want to go into as blind. Yeah, they as seem possible, like they benefit from the mystery. Yep. Uh, then we had uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield, which you spoke about before. Looks really cool. Go check the trailer out. Play the demo. Very, very interested in that one. Um, they announced that Fez got shadow dropped on the Switch. Fez is back. Fez is back. Um, never play- I played a little bit. I played like maybe I, an hour of it. Yeah, I think I played about as much as you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess it didn't get... I Maybe I didn't get to the point where it was like, oh, I get it. But like... I don't know. I just was like, this is well, fine. The puzzles were cool, but yeah, I don't know. Never enough to hook me. Honestly, my favorite thing about this game is its soundtrack. Right. It's by Disaster Piece, and it's brilliant. Ah, there we go. I was like, oh, who is it's brilliant soundtrack. Neat. neat. And honestly, if, you have, if you've never tried Fez and you've been curious, like now's a good time to jump in. But um, oh, yeah. Honestly, playing it on the Switch, I feel like that would be the way I would play it yeah, man it was available so, like, on maybe <laughs> it was there you know you had your chance um, that's very true <laughs> um i mean i might uh, yeah if it ever goes on sale like uh, enough and I'll, i'm i'm curious enough about it uh maybe i'll check it out but who knows uh aztec forgotten gods aztec spelt uh t-e-c-h um, i get it yeah it's pretty cool uh yeah, so this is like an action adventure that's sort of um, playing as a character called Ashley, I think. Um, and you gain powerful upgrade arm upgrades, traverse different areas with an, uh, within an advanced Mesoamerican metropolis and encounter all sorts of characters to uncover ancient secrets. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that it's inspired um, by like Aztec mythology. It's always cool to see yeah. more of these sort of things. Sort of, you know, go outside of the usual, you know, Greek mythos. You know, Norse yeah. mythos, all these comfort zones. It's nice to see. I mean, not to say that Aztec hasn't been done, but it's definitely not as, I would say, as frequent as the rest of them. So, you know, no. it's interesting. To, you know, and it's also from a Mexican studio as well, Studio Lienzo. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of curious about that one. I might check that one out as well. Like, the, the action looked like a lot of fun. Um, and, like, running around those worlds looked like a lot of, um, looked like it was fun to do. So, yeah, I'll probably keep that one on my radar for sure. Again, this... This whole thing was like, I I could see myself playing that maybe. Like that's, <laughs> that's the the general takeaway for a lot of this. Uh, there is no game wrong dimension, which has been out for a while on PC and mobile devices. Um, I heard Justin McElroy talk about this on the Besties podcast quite a few times and sing its praises. Um, 
It is, yeah, they describe it as a point-and-click comedy adventure filled with riddles and puzzles. Um, this, yeah, it's one of those games I, I probably put in the same category as something like The Stanley Parable, where it's like taking a look at these types of games and maybe sort of dissecting them a little bit in a I'm, way. Or that's just that's them immediately head. what I was thinking watching this trailer. I got those exact mm-hmm. vibes, sort of like, yeah, which is fine because Stanley yeah. Parable is definitely a game that people should experience stanley parable is great i love that game um i really want to check this out um if yeah if i wasn't so broke right now i would probably have played this and talked about it earlier in the show i i really want to play this game just because it it seems very interesting it seems like such an the stuff i've heard that this game does is pretty cool and then the trailer was absolutely yeah that's not even scratching the surface of apparently Good. where it goes. <laughs> um, apparently, it's only a few hours long too. It's only like I think six hours long, maybe if that. I mean, maybe a very long. Given the sort of game, it seems like it is. That seems like a good length. Mm. I actually, you know what the category I would put it in? I would put it in the like frog fractions category. Frog so fractions. okay, <laughs> yeah. Which I I need to go back and play that. Finish playing that. Um, because yeah, and then maybe buy the DLC hat, wink, wink, um, which definitely doesn't unlock Frog Fractions Four, and completely change how the game plays. Um, those guys are fucking buck wild. They are. Next up, we had a look at Chris Tales again, um, which they announced the release date for, which is going to be on the twentieth of July, which is good news for me because it's in my fantasy league. Um, this is a um sort of a mashup of classic and modern JRPGs with a cool mechanic where you can sort of, um, the, I've seen this being played. So the screen's divided up into like three sections. So there's like the left-hand side's the past, the middle's the present and the right-hand side's the future. And in battles, you can like push enemies say into the past. So they get younger. So they have less hit points. So they're easy to defeat. And there's like man, all it, feel, different it feels types. awful though. <laughs> I'll make you yeah, a pizza I know, right? and beat you up. <laughs> yeah, I'll quit you oh, a baby God. now. You're dead. You're yeah, dead. I killed you. <laughs> I made you do that so I could kill you. See you later. <laughs> I forced you to become a child and then murdered you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and also if you've not seen anything from Chris Tales, like just look at the art for it. It is gorgeous. Um. I think this is going to be one of those games that really surprises people and comes out of nowhere and people really talk about. I'm so sad about the release date. Honestly, I really am. Yeah. Seven man. days before Neo Overworld ends with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I am interested though. Like I will definitely keep my eye on this later in the year. Um, but I feel like I've seen this a lot now as well at this point. It pops up all the time. It does. Yeah. They've been, they've been talking it up. So I feel like, yeah, it's going to hit that 20th of July date. Um, Again, I'm talking my, my my fantasy publisher voice here. It's like, now nah, it's gonna hit the date. I it's gonna do guarantee it. It's gonna, it's gonna do it. It's gonna do it. Um, nine point five out of ten. It's fine. Uh, next up was a surprising one. Hell yes, Joel. Easily the biggest like, surprise of the show. Absolutely, because they didn't even draw any attention to it. No, I just I did a double take when I saw the logo on the title screen. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> And combined with, I mean, we haven't talked about this on the show, and we'll probably talk about it in in the coming weeks. Um, the rumors, the fact that, yeah, the rumor so has come out. 
<laughs> it does. Um, yeah, so that they announced that the um, the the digital E three thing that is happening, um, and the the publishers that are going to be there, uh, and good old Konami popped up on that list, much to everyone's surprise. We're like, you still make games? They make PAS. Um, man. They make a soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, oh, they're going to show PES. But in this indie indie showcase, we got to look at Getsufuma Den Undying Moon. Uh, this is so we, left field because this was an NES game. Was it really? Get Getsu for Maiden is an NES game. Wow. Okay. Because this game looks fucking yeah. It, rad. Obviously, it's not as crazy as this, but like no, this is a really cool modern reinvention of it. Um, yeah. Wow. And visually stunning to look at. Oh yeah. And I mean, again, this I get. We, we, I keep going back to the well of like this showcase was like, here's all the things that Joel likes. This is a hack and slash roguelike as well with this gorgeous art style. Like fucking all right. I mean, let's go. Um, we'll have to wait a little bit longer for it. it is they did say 2022 for this one? Um, Isn't it going to be cool like an boy. early access thing on Switch on um Steam soon though? Oh, maybe. Maybe I'll check that out. Because, oh. uh. Getsu, that's right. Yeah, Getsu Fumidin. Um, it's fun to say as well. There's a fun game name to say. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this very much. So, this is holy shit on my radar. Um, yeah, very much into that. So, um, sorry, it's, it's, so it will apparently make its early access debut on Steam on May 14th. Okay, alrighty there. So I guess it's going like the Hades wrap of the looks of it. Okay, well, I bid on Hades. So I'm curious. Like that- honestly, visually it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not again. It's the roguelike part is going to be the question mark. But if the hack yeah. and slash combat's fun, I should at least get some fun out of it. And plus, hey man, if Konami wants to make it like publish a video game because they're not developing it, they're only publishing it. I right. want to encourage them. <laughs> That's please. You have yeah. so many IPs that I care about. Show try. them that it's just still, try. Show them that it's still financially viable for them. Yeah, to be in the you game can still industry. make money if you if you publish games. Like you don't need to just do pachinko machines. I mean, you um, you can, but you, please don't. You have Metal Gear and Castlevania and Silent Hill and so many and all IPs of, and all of those pachinko machines now. Yeah, I know. Oh god. <laughs> hey, this we had a really cool Castlevania anime. That's the best That's gift true. they'd given me recently. That's very true. Um, next up was a Beast of uh, Mara Villa Island, which I don't remember seeing this one. Yeah, me neither. Maybe so it was in a, was, wanted... in a, was it in a um, no? Even looking at it, I don't even know if it was in like a sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, but at the same time, I feel like game. I've seen it before. Me too. Oh, maybe it did pop up briefly in one of the sizzle reels. Maybe. Uh, it's apparently you take on the role of a young what wildlife photographer. <laughs> Yeah, actually, no, it did show up. It was in a sizzle reel. Because I, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, it's Pokemon Snap. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, hey, man, it might be how... more appropriately priced than Pokemon Snap. That's the thing. And it might be more of a game than Pokemon Snap. We'll yeah. see. Ooh, ah, we'll yeah. see. Ooh, ah, sizzling. We'll see. Scintillating. <laughs> hey, I'm publishing it. I'm allowed to... It's in my fantasy league as well. Um, <laughs> so I'm allowed to say those things. 
Uh, next up was another one that I was very intrigued by, uh, which was called Skull the Hero Slayer. Again, 2D, action roguelike. Alright, I'm, I'm fucking listening. Uh, yeah, so basically you can uh, you play as this uh, character uh, who is going to rescue like their king. Uh, and basically you're a little skeleton and you can possess new abilities. And the way you do that is by swapping skulls. So you just switch out your head and you get different abilities. So it's like a little bit more of a, a more macabre Kirby. Yeah, I was going to say, Kirby is <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind when I look at this. Yeah, it's like Kirby meets Dead Cells, which, all right, I'm 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 listening. <laughs> it's coming out pretty soon. So it's coming out in the next few months, I believe. I think it's already out on Steam. Um, look, you can't keep abusing me for having Steam open, Joel. I'm I'm just saying I'm pretty sure it's already out on Steam. I can yeah, look at it. I, I think it is. Uh, it's saying yes, as well. It, ca- it came out pl- in January this year. Cool. It's a good, good score. Uh, reviews very positive. Sweet, awesome. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I, I yeah, on my radar as well. Uh, apparently, yeah, 90 playable character variations with the, yeah. the again and the visuals have gone with look great. Yeah, yeah, and the combat looked really satisfying yeah, it looks fun as well yeah very mm. very satisfying hack and slash it's one of those games cool where you like you see it in action and you're like oh that feels like it would be fun to play it's like when you see dead cells in action you're like that looks like it would be fun to play and it is uh art of rally which is another game that is out already on pc i believe from uh, fun selector labs who made absolute drift zen edition uh which i've played a bit of quite a bit of on my phone and then i bought it last year i think on switch um all about like th- th- these are like i don't even want to call them racing game i mean art of rally is more of a racing game than than absolute drift is but like they are car games that are all about control and and really fine-tuning your control over them um and yeah, the art, the art style of them is all really good. It's all these like low poly looking environments and and cars and stuff. Very similar to um, Absolute Drift. Absolute Drift is a lot more um, minimalistic, whereas this seems a little bit more on the realistic side, but using that low poly feel for it. Um, I've been wanting to play this after playing Absolute Drift, uh, and now it's coming to the Switch. I'm like, yes, I will check oh, that it's out. Also, it's also coming to Game Pass. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'll play it on Game Pass. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps I'll play it on Game Pass. Good old Game Pass. Come through with the goods. Game oh, Pass? They're still, man, like... They're still oh. in games. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming to Game Pass, from what I can tell. Fuck yeah. All right. I'm, all right. There you go. Sweet. Does it have a release date? Uh, anyway, it just says this summer, so but it'll be our winter, summer. so you have the next couple of months. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, Kiwi. Which is Hell yes, K E Y W E. I remember. Uh, I remember when I saw this game announced, like a few weeks or months. Ago, I can't. Time has become weird. But I remember <laughs> seeing it announced. I'm like, oh, hello. This looks like fun. It does look like fun. Um. So yeah, it's a uh, cooperative postal puzzler. So basically, yeah, it's about two kiwi birds working in a post office, uh, and sort of navigating levels and stuff like that to sort of get their job done and make sure that the the mail gets delivered efficiently and effectively. Um, this could be a fun, like, uh, is it is it couch co-op as well as online? 
Uh, I don't know if they really say. It looks like it might yeah. focus very specifically on couch co-op based on the the um gameplay, but either way, yes, this could be fun. Yeah, <laughs> in a, in in a time now, like where, like I I I'm, I want to say like we have like people like Hazelight to sort of thank for this sort of thing about like couch co-op games, like narrative ish couch co-op games making a comeback. Steam um, mentions online co-op. So, okay. could be. Cool. This could be fun. I'm in. If it this. is, I'm in. Like all, right, it's all right. All right. Slated for August and I'm in. <laughs> I can get behind this. I'll be a Kiwi um, and like run a postal, a, a post office. Why not? Fuck yeah. The, and they look so like semi-realistic as well. Like the art style of them, they looked... And, they, yeah, and like you, you give mail to like cassowaries to deliver? Yeah, man. Sign me up. Fuck yeah. All right. I'm in. Uh, Ender Lilies, Quietest of the Nights. I actually don't remember this one. This must have been in a, a sizzle reel as well. Coming out on 22nd of June. They say it's a 2D action RPG. Reminds, yep. it, again, strong like Castlevania, Hollow Knight yeah. vibes. Yep. Bloodstained, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Um, Salt and Sanctuary. Like, basically think 2D Souls. Um, probably going to yeah. be a Metroidvania, I assume. <laughs> yep. Seems like it, it, it sort of ticks all those boxes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, maybe some well. I'm in for it. But like, yeah, it's just yeah? honestly nothing's really sticking out about it right now. Just it, it strikes no. me from a lot of those familiar familiarities. We're actually getting to that point now where I'm just like, this is sort of the lightning round. Uh Weaving Tides from Follow the Feathers. Um Yeah. Can't remember this one as well. I very vaguely remember this one. Yeah. Remember, again, I think it was in the scissor reel. But, sizzle um, reel. I think these last ones were all sizzle reel ones, um, including that Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective. Um, cool art style. The, the art style looks like a Where's Wally book. Oh, you know, I do remember that one. That's it. That was the immediate thought I had with Labyrinth City. I was like, oh, it's and just it, a Where's Wally game. I was going to say, it seems like it's a Where's Wally game because you could like, find objects and stuff like that. I'm like, that could be fun. It's a cool idea. Like, um, Yeah. Yeah, the art style is very reminiscent of Where's Wally. Yeah, that sort of really sort of crudely drawn art that looks, yeah, very reminiscent of Where's Wally. Uh, and finally, the final thing that they, they talked about was a remake of House of, The House of the Dead. I sure can't believe this is coming. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, I'm curious, right? I'm curious to see how it's going to play. Because like, from the the trailer, like the, the, the flash of it that they showed... It looked like it was being controlled by a thumbstick, and I'm not, not well, I mean, into that. The Switch has IR, man. Like <laughs> exactly. That's why so I'm like, if they do you'll it, be able to, you'll be able to do that. I guarantee it. If I'm so, wrong, cause... I will buy this game. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, and if you're right, I might buy this game because it could be fun. <laughs> I think you will anyway. <laughs> if I'm right, I think you will buy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe you will. You know, Oh, House of the Dead's fun. Like, maybe I'll actually get to see the ending of it. Like, Which will my, the, the ar- up, all your coins. Yeah, exactly. The the arcade that I work in doesn't have a House of the Dead arcade cabinet. We don't have any light gun games. Oh, it's a light. We have an Aliens one, um, which is fine. It's not House of <laughs> it, the Dead, though. It exists. It's it's. I wish we had serviceable. I wish we had House of the Dead, and I wish we had Time Crisis. Like, I wish we had Silent Hill, so I could suffer it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 
We need something like that. Anyway, that, I'm going to talk about work here. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was the, the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Um, really fucking good. Like, there was so much stuff in there that I was like, oh, I'm so into it. And I know I say, again, I say this every time one of these pops up. But this one in particular was like by developers or publishers that I really like or sequels to games that I kind of enjoyed or really enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of stuff where I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm really into these. Let's let's go. And, like, you had the usual people, you know, the usual people. Like, you see an indie world announced. And, look, I wanted it to be there too. But of guess course. what? If, if Silk Song shows up anywhere... That is a prime slot in Nintendo Direct, baby. Absolutely, because Hollow Knight was. Yeah. So Hollow Knight like, was their E3 one, was one of their last E3 ones, and it was yeah, a shadow it, drop. It was a shadow drop. So, like, I at no point expected to see Silk Song here. I was like, no, no, that's at E3. No. That's all that's like in a main Nintendo Direct, because that is a big boy. has a big mm-hmm. boy game with big boy yep. hype. And that's nothing to yep. say that these indies aren't, but. I think not having Silk Song there gives these indies more time to shine. Like, Absolutely. If Silk Song had been there, honestly, that's all I'd be talking about from that indie direct. Yeah. So yeah, I of course that I think helped my um my thoughts after this. I was like, cool, that was pretty neat. You know, I understand that. Yeah, Silk Song, Shovel Knight, Dig, anything like that. That's at E3. That's at a yep. Nintendo Direct, and this is where we get. This is where 100%. we see. Exciting new indie games, except for again maybe Crystals. I feel like I've seen that a lot, but the rest of it was yeah, yeah very solid, very happy. And Oxenfree too, man. I can't complain with that. What a gift! So good, so what a, good. What a great it, one more thing. I think the two surprise. Yeah, that was one of them, and the other one for me was yeah, Oli Oli World, just because of how it looks and the fact that they're just like, no fuck it, we're going to do a story mode. And Konami publishing and, a video game. And Konami publishing a video In game. The like year twenty twenty one. Like. Just wild stuff going on I mean, in this. Um, I I shouldn't say that too much. I mean, they did just do the Bomberman game when the Switch came out, and then they did it on you know PlayStation and Xbox as well. But still, it's a rarity. Yeah, exactly. and it was such a like a and, random. Like I have to imagine that this this indie studio pitched this game to them. Yeah, like, this, exactly. This feels like a, an IP out of nowhere to suddenly bring back. Absolutely, yeah. Unless like Konami. Was it originally a Konami game when it came out? That's a really good question, actually. I didn't look up who published yeah. it. Because I'm like, either they already had the, the license for it, and they were like, oh, we've got an indie team here that's keen to make something, let's give it to them. Or they bought it on the cheap. Like, you know what I mean? You know, like, it was, years it was ago. by it was by Konami. There you go. Okay, Stru- so maybe structurally, like- Originally, structurally, it was similar to um, uh, Simon's Quest, Goonies 2, and TMNT on the NES. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's coming those back are, as a roguelike. Those are some games. <laughs> hey, man, Simon's Quest is... It's what we can thank for the Metroidvania direction that they sort of decided to go down. That's very true. And yeah. Tim and T was, was... Yeah, that was a game. That, stupid, <laughs> that was a game. That stupid sewer level with its stupid, like, electric... <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's go watch the Angry Video Game Nerds. Yeah, he summarizes both the of those. Else. Actually, yeah, very much so. I think he's done all three of those. He probably like he has done Goonies, Goonies too as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Game Grumps have played the Goonies too. I think they have. Goonies but... too has come up in the past uh, across one of the YouTube channels I watch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I reckon that's an episode, Karen. 
I think you are right. As always, thank you for listening to the show. We do appreciate your support. If you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we are just dialogue options. Uh, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us via email at contact at dialogueoptions.com. Um, and again, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any shares, reviews, thumbs up, stars, hearts, anything you can give us definitely helps and makes all the difference. As, and as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX. We are most recently, there's a bunch of retweets, and I'll skip over the village stuff. There's a lot of village stuff. Retweets. Um, God, come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going deep. Wow. I'm going. It's a lot of retweets, man. A lot of Attack on Titan. You know, I'm just going to go back to this one because I actually I played one game of this, so I didn't mention it. Maybe I'll play it more and bring it next week. I retweeted a video of that one scene from Scott Pilgrim where Scott right. comes up to Ramona at the party. Scott's yes. got a big Nintendo thing stamped across his face when he goes, Hey, you heard of Pac-Man? <laughs> Remember Pac-Man? And that's just that's how <laughs> it felt when they're like, Hey, here's Pac-Man 99. You're like, I didn't ask for this. I will take it, though. Uh, and I will I, play actually, it. I need to download that, actually. I haven't downloaded I it. I played yet. one game, and it was... I don't know. It's It, it feels... It's, it's like this 99 thing, it just works, right? Yeah. Tetris 99 was good. Mario 35 was good. Pac-Man 99, pretty fun. Yeah. It, like, it looked really fun. Like, I've, all the stuff I've looked at, I'm like, okay, cool. Neat. Uh, but yeah, that's really about all for me. Like, like I said, it's a bunch of... Otherwise, it's been Resident Evil and Attack on Titan. That's really about it. And then retweets. Uh, where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, where uh, the last thing I tweeted was actually... I had a pretty rubbish day on Friday for... a a very multitude of reasons, actually one big reason to do with our car. Um, and I got to work and I was in a bit of a downer mood. Um, I'm coming up this week, actually on my five years at the company that I work for. And that's kind of a, a big milestone within the company. Cause yeah, they sort of recognize that um, in, in a way. And so my boss sort of picked up that I was being a bit, I was a bit down and stuff like that. Um, and I have a, a board games crew that I, with some, with him and some of the guys from work. Um, and they, he presented me with a board game that we'd been talking about for a while, uh, as a like five year anniversary gift for working for the company, which was turned my day around. Um, it's a game called Martin Mystics. Uh, if you know board games, you've probably heard of it. It's like a, a fantasy medieval RPG where you play as mice and, um, it's like a campaign-based one. It's really cool. Uh, but, but, that was great, and I'm very happy, and I'm very thankful for that. But, Kyron, this week, we got a new trailer for F9, and I'm excited, because we're going to fucking space. Um, what is yeah, it, so like, new- the first movie of a trilogy that's going to end the series? Yes, I know. that, And that news as well. There's three, there's three prongs to, like, this, uh, uh, four, technically. Like, the trailer itself fucking amazing but the three main prongs that the fact that this is the this is the beginning of the end for the fast saga very exciting news and also very sad uh two they go into space by the looks of things which has been the joke I, for fucking ever i hope the next one is what i think it is uh, and the director justin lynn has said when asked about it has said he's open to the idea 
of them doing a crossover with Jurassic World. And so, I'm like, fucking let's go. So let's John, do it. What you're saying is that they could possibly drift into the dino dimension. Fucking yes, Kyron. That's that is, you know what? That is a deep cut, and I'm sure that 90% of people have no idea what that was <laughs> Over referring their heads. to. Yeah. But um that yes, that, that 10% will. though, that, that 10% fucking losing it right now in and loading scales. up YouTube as <laughs> as we speak. Um, in the scales. In the scales. Uh but yeah, also, you know, it's about family and it's it could also be about dinosaurs. Like, because that's the thing. The, there was two things I wanted to, for the Fast series. Like, I, one of them wasn't Jurassic Park, and now it is. But the one I was just like, let's get a Transformers crossover. But no, no, let's get dinosaurs. <laughs> no, no, fuck that. Fuck Transformers. No, because well, it'll, hey, whoa, do, it'll whoa, be whoa, my- whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Whoa. Listen to my caveat. Fuck Transformers because it will be Michael Bay Transformers if they do a crossover with it. Michael, right? Michael Bay's out now, man, right? Isn't he? Like, we got that Bumblebee movie, and that was good. Yeah, but he's still. I feel like he's still hovering around it. I mean, and if they're going to get, get around, in, man, I know. I feel like if they're going to get involved with the Fast series, that it, like, he would be involved. And I'm not. I would prefer. I would prefer dinosaurs. Let's put it that way. Like, and that's that's saying something because I fucking love Transformers. But I just um, have. I have to request that one of these main characters gets eaten by a dinosaur. Oh man, I just. I I gotta rewatch them all. That's. <laughs> So close now. I have now. not watched Past Drift, but I will admit the trailer made me want to try to catch up. I just don't know if Karen, I have time. please do. Oh, my God. <laughs> please do. It's so much I fun. Think, I think they're all on Stan or Netflix or something. They're all, they're all available on all of the net, like the, I the streaming services. I think Stan might have all of them at the moment. Maybe. Okay. I think. I, I know, know Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw is definitely on Amazon Prime. So just, I watched that the other day. Was on Net- is it still on Netflix? Isn't it a spinoff anyway? Might Does that be. count? Is that in a? Is that in a do I, I mean, that for the Fast and the Furious continuity? Look, you don't, but it is worth a watch. I, it took me like it took me like two years to watch it, and it was worth it. It was it was fun. But look, yeah, I, like I, look, I love the Rock and I love Idris Elba, so sure. Yeah, exactly. But seriously, fucking oh, and I hate I like I do hate a little bit the fact that I love these movies so much, but there is, there is something special about like when someone tells you that they're about to watch the fast saga and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start watching it. And you wait for that moment. Cause there's always a moment where there's the tilt where they go, Oh, I get this. Cause I know that because it happened to me. I it got to the point where I was like, all right, cool. You know, and it got to like the four, I think the fifth one. And I was just like, Oh, I get this now. Like I, I am in. Like I am invested in this. This is something that I am excited for now, and I haven't been to the movies to see one. And I'm probably going to go by myself because I don't know anyone else that's probably going to want to go with me. That's fine. <laughs> going to go see it because fuck like, yeah, I, I, space. Back in the day, back in the day, I watched the first three, and then that was sort of where I was like, "Cool, the series is done." And then it wasn't done. I was like, "Ah." Uh, Oh, it's too late for me. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's nah. too late. We're going, we're going all the way to what is it? Twelve? Yeah, twelve. Christ. Fast saga, baby. Let's do it. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about the Fast and the Furious. So, that's and all for me. I'm going to let our theme song sit us out, and we'll catch you guys next time.
Dialogue Options Podcast.